And we're going to start recording as I go live. Checking my connection. And we are live. Good afternoon, everyone. BC here on the 150th episode of the BC Model Tech Tuesday. And by the way, guys, this has been 150 consecutive episodes, none missed, whether I was traveling, I was in the Bay Area, back east filming, doing any kind of crazy stuff, whether my child was being born, or an anniversary, or Christmas, or a birthday, or New Year's, didn't matter. I'm here for you. Hello, Drooby Life. Team Daily, good seeing you. Hola, Hector. Boosted Citizens, good afternoon. Hi, Embid82. Thank you for joining me today. Hello, Remy Racine. Good seeing you indeed, and thank you for joining me this day as well. Fabian KB, good afternoon. Jordan Chase Rogers says, congrats on the 150. Love the consistency. No matter the work you do, I'm a good host. Thank you so much. Yep, I have the wig on. Absolutely correct, Corvote. I have the wig on. And this is my do not judge me wig. And I only wear that when people start misbehaving, right? So that's the reason why I'm here today, guys. Hedy Moto's in the house as well. Gara, good seeing you. Hello, OGSER. Thank you so much for joining, guys. And here's the deal. I had something last week, a show last week, that once again, as I'm here to educate, hello to OS Cho, and provide knowledge based upon my experiences and being that person that I needed when I was younger. Hello, Marty neighbor, good seeing you. Chrissy, good seeing you as well. Ha ha ha, VDA. Might do not judge me wig. You like my wig, right? I'm trying to be the person that I needed when I was younger. When I came to the United States with absolutely nothing, two suitcases, a dream, and a family waiting for me at LAX to pick me up that I didn't even know, I had aspirations to do great things and to really contribute to society. And this country has given me so much opportunity. Now, as I got into my role of trying to learn about cars and my passion was everything automotive, people just wouldn't help me. I got a lot of misinformation. People just wouldn't even assist me. It's someone like John Conciati from AEM, um, and he really took me under his wing and taught me so much and really is the reason why I'm here today. And I saw him this morning, great guy, I was just at AEM earlier today. And I don't want people going through this. So as an example, I'm here to provide the opportunity to be that person I needed when I was younger. And it's, it's so interesting. I encourage all of you to do the same thing. Thank you so much. JTH loves my hair. Appreciate that. Now, last week, something happened. I talked about, just like I talk about a lot of things and misconceptions, about e-tuning. Now, some people try to com com you know, confuse that with having a remote tune with a tuner logging in while someone's on a dyno and remotely trying to help tune. No, 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 no. No. I'm talking about e-tuning. The individuals who say that dynos, like that back there, dynopack back there, the dynomometer is an archaic device only reserved for old vehicles and it's not needed at all. But all the new cars absolutely need no tuning at all. And what they do is with just guessing, they provide clients with these maps, what I refer to as glorified base maps. They provide these maps where they tell clients to, which is not very safe, by the way. I don't want my family on the road or your families on the road or anyone getting hurt with this, but they want you to full throttle down a road, which is not legal, get a log while logging while you're doing this, and send them the log so they can modify your map and then send it back to you and charge you 400, 500, 600 horsepower, where the case, or $600, where the case may be, right? Now, what is the challenge in that? Now, 
not a big deal, right? If that's all you want. You just want something to get you around and you just want something that's okay, like a canned flash or a canned map. But if you want the best, if you want to optimize ignition timing, you want to optimize cam timing, even for those sport compact vehicles, VTEC crossover, you need a dynamometer. You need a dyno to be able to optimize that because perfect example, on this dyno last week, and this is getting kind of quite hot, so I'm gonna take this off, guys. I'll bring it back on. This is getting quite hot. On the dyno last week, I had a, a Porsche right here on the dyno, and I optimized the M96, M97 cam angles using some of the cars that I've had in the past. So I used as a basis to put on this car and tune it, and at the end of the tune, knowing that this car had a very restrictive exhaust, I said, you know, let me play around with cam timing a little bit. So I added two degrees of cam timing from 5,000 RPMs and up, and you know what happened? It picked up eight wheel horsepower. This is an NA setup, a 2.5 liter, picked up eight wheel. How could I do that or find that out on the street? How could I look at a log and see that this engine breathing is optimized with adding only two degrees of cam timing in the high RPM? Now, I did a global change, by the way, but it hurt everywhere else, gained up top, and when I added two more, I lost that power. Went back down and the power was there. That's optimization using an absorption device. Hello, J-Doc, thanks so much. Actually, I like the hairdo as well, thank you so much. So, that being said, what happened? I shared, oh, Blink is here. Oh, I have some exciting news about Blink charging. So thank you for joining us, Blink, as well. So that being said, I shared my experience with people. And here is the problem that I've seen, guys, and you guys may or may not agree with me, and that's okay, but here's my experience. Tell you a nice story. I'm gonna put my wig on for this story. That's how good this story is, okay? So, here we go. Okay, so check this out, guy. Hello, E-Parse. BMW, supercharged, roots type blower comes here, and the client tells my team before he booked an appointment with me, saying, VC, I have this E-Tune. That's a 600 horsepower E-Tune, but this E-Tune doesn't feel that crazy. It feels okay, it feels good, but it doesn't feel like, right? So I wanna really put on a dyno and see what it does. Guys, do you know what happened? Do you know what happened with this car when I put it on the dyno? The 600 horsepower E-Tune was 280 horsepower. 280. So the customer was quite distraught. I'm like, hey, who did the E-Tune for you? He told me who the guy was. He called the guy. The guy sent software, you know, some changes down. Put it in the car. The car did marginally okay, but started pinging a little bit. So I asked the customer, can I please talk to the e-tuner? And the e-tuner was resilient to talk to me. Stuart Smile is asking what's up with the wig. This wig is my do not judge me wig. I, and I need, to, I need to have a piston and rod as a gavel because I had some people judging me with me sharing truth about tuning and some people just didn't like it. So here's the deal, guys. I get on the phone with a reluctant e-tuner, walk outside and say, hey, something's up with this car. Um, it's not making the power, plus it's, little, it's pinging a little bit, so his sync could be off, his timing sync could be off a little bit. But what's even scarier is whatever you're reading in his wideband on his car with the factory ECU is not what my MoTeC PLM is showing on the dyno. So there's a big delta between the air-fuel ratios that you're seeing on the car and what's here. So here's, here's what my thoughts. And I sent him some charts on AFR and emailed him some feedback, and by the time he was done, here on the dyno, we're just going back and forth, the customer got 480 wheel. So went from 600 E-Tune, right? And the guy just didn't know. There, I'm sure there are other people, and this is a BMW specialist, I'm sure there are other people out there doing this as well. 
And he, he, he thought he had 600, but he didn't. He had 280 horsepower. But after optimizing it on the dyno properly, with the cam timing, optimizing the fuel ratios properly, not going off of what the ECU was saying, but actually seeing one that's a proper Motec PLM, and then just, just being able to have someone present there, this guy picked up almost 200 wheel horsepower. So here is the deal, guys. That's what, I'm good, Sanapay, how are you? Um, so that's the challenge. So I shared my experience, and why I said it was an epidemic is I've been seeing more and more cars, especially sport compact vehicles coming here with these E-tunes, and we're picking up 30, 40 wheel horsepower for them. Even on Type R's, we're seeing the same thing. They're using these, these map, base maps from Honda or K-tuner, and just adding a couple of degrees of timing or whatever they're doing, and, and it, it's just weird. So I shared my experience last week, and here's what happened. Certain individuals, maybe this is their livelihood, started bashing me. Not that they were providing a, an educated interaction with me online. Thank you so much. Oka, 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 oka. Appreciate the kind words. Um, not that they provided good banter back and forth, because guys, I'm an open-minded person. Um, very open-minded. So if there's a way, if there's some technology out there where you can look at a data log and determine how to optimize ignition timing and also even fuel ratios, because not all cars want the same fuel ratio, or even you have the ability to optimize or even validate a wideband sensor that's working properly or not, and then even something as simple as VTEC crossover, which, by the way, changes with intake length and cross-sectional area, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. But you know what they did? You know what they did? People started attacking me personally. Here, here are some of the words I got, guys, because I'm thinking about my direct judgment week. Here are some of the words I got. So instead of these e-tuners telling me that BC, I don't agree with you, and here are reasons why, they start calling me a fool, a scam, a fake, I don't know what I'm talking about, and then they went on other forums and Facebook to tell other people to come and attack me on my feed, on the YouTube channel, which is interesting. Has our scene degraded to this? Now, by the way, I've given examples all around the world, and there are people who do e-tunes with, with Chevrolets and BMWs and Mercedes-Benzes and Porsches, and they understand. I mean, they even educate their customers by, hey, this is an e-tune and it's great, but it's not the best thing. But Certain people, one person in particular, a couple of people in particular, a couple of people in particular, go around telling people that dynos are archaic tools for old cars, you know? And that e-tunes are better than anything else. So they're sitting down in their shop basement, mom's house, where the case cleans e-tunes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little message to those individuals who feel this way and send their buddies to my feed to say that comments have been deleted and all this other rubbish and just being obtuse and, and uncouth about everything. I let my creations show our merit. It wasn't my goal, it wasn't my goal to hurt your money. It wasn't my goal to make you look bad. I'm here to educate individuals, to educate customers that if they want the best, you as an e-tuner should put them on a dyno and remotely optimize them while looking at data real time or back and forth. Having someone just sit down and guess where the best crossover is, or someone saying they're an expert with a platform and then they know what cam angle should occur, is absolute rubbish. You need to validate torque curves with an absorption device. You need to do that, period. If there's some magic way that you can optimize cam timing and crossover of camshafts 
and ignition timing without an absorption device, I am all ears. Because going to knock and backing off a degree is not optimal. Most cars don't make the best power at, at near knock. The Porsche that was here, up top, his ignition timing was 16 degrees. 16 degrees. And each one may put 30. The car was inefficient then. It wouldn't even knock, but it doesn't need that much timing. It's an efficient combustion chamber. So how do you know? Okay? So it's, it's, it's just amazing how this happened. I, I shared example of, I've been sharing examples, and, and these people just don't want to hear it. So for the person saying this, the person who's going around attacking and saying all this stuff and trying to perpetuate things that are not true and trying to call me names and then start using vulgarity and, 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 and how should I say, um, obscene language, instead of going back, and, I, I welcome a back and forth you know, debate. I welcome that, going back and forth, but that's, that's, really, that's really crazy, you know? Um, Black and Brandon, I appreciate that. It's just that I'm here to help. And the funny thing is I've been inundated with messages and DMs with people saying, Beastie, thank you. I had no idea. I thought, I thought that tuning new cars only required e-tuning, that you don't need a dyno, because that's what I was told, and it's not true. It's not true. Um, you need data, absorption devices. You need information to be able to, be able to tune a car properly. And if you want an over-the-shelf, a can-tune, an e-tune, and that's not important to you, and not everyone, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are happy with that, you know? Um, there's a lot of people out there who are happy with just, you know, a little can-tune. I've done them on, on even uh, CVTs. A guy just wanted, oh, I just want a little more boost. Okay, fine, but that's not optimized, right? And I put my money where my mouth is. And what I mean by that, many of you have written in and asked me, could you do an e-tune for me? I don't do them because I can't do a good job. It's like being a surgeon with a butter knife. I just can't. So I turn away the money. I don't do it. And there's some great, very good shops out there who have dynos, who are record holders, and they provide e-tunes because the customers want it. And they say, hey, here it is. We tune on cars, but if you want something, here it is. And everyone is happy. But please do not mislead people. Stop misleading people, and then when someone calls you on your misleading nature, you start calling them names and making up stuff and saying all kind of rubbish about them. I came here with nothing, guys, and start from scratch and built what I have, and I'm nowhere near where I need to be, but I work hard towards it, and I'm here to share and give what I didn't get. I wish I had this when I was younger, so I appreciate that. And for you, gentlemen, sir, who feels that what I'm saying is rubbish, I'm all ears to hear about your scientific background and what your mindset is and how you came to this conclusion that you can magically do timing numbers, you can magically determine crossover, you can magically determine an ideal ignition timing curve. I'm, very, I'm all ears. What's next? What's next, sir? Are you going to say that, let me put my judgment, we're going again, because this may bring some more problems, right? Okay, sir, this is my, do not judge me, wig. Are you going to say that superchargers don't need belts? What's the next? Are you going to say that blow valves blow motors? Yeah, is that the next thing you want to say that if you put a blow valve on, on a 10th gen, it's going to blow your motor? Is that the next thing you're going to say? What other, what other bits of information would you mislead people with? What's the next thing? I have no idea. I, would you say we don't breathe atmospheric pressure? I mean, what, what is it? It's, it's, it's scary. Anyway, so guys, 
just had to share with my family what's going on. Um, it's unfortunate. I'm here to help. I'm here to share information. The clients need to be educated. I had a guy, a customer coming here on Sunday. Yes, I was here on Sunday working. And he's a beast. I had no idea. Everyone was telling me that with a new car, all you have to do is e-tune. No, you, you do need a dyno to optimize. You can be happy with a tune that's okay, but if you want the best, have your e-tuner, have you log in on a dyno and tune you properly. That's it, you know? Um, so, yeah, you're right, absolutely right. Piku Dumas says everyone keeps saying they heard. You know what? I don't hear. I, I'm a data-driven engineer. That's, that's my absorption unit there, my two option pods, absorption pods. And I'm doing this based upon my experience. I'm sharing with you. No one is paying me to do this. I don't benefit from saying this. The whole planet can come to Ontario, California. I tell people all the time through email and directly, find a reputable dining facility near you. If you can't, before COVID, someone like myself or a reputable tuner can fly out. If not, ship your, we have cars shipping from all around the world. We have a car right there from the UK. Or if not, have your tuner log in remotely. And you know what's great? The guys who do both, they actually have my back. They, they know what's going on. They say, yeah, BC, um, we tune here. I've, I got all the messages. We tune here. And even some of the people, that, people using examples, we tune here, but we also provide, to, and we let them know, hey, this is, a, this is an e-tune. It's not the best, but it's something can, you can have fun with. Have fun. It's safe. You know? Thank you, Stuart. Appreciate that. So that's that. So thank you so much, guys. I'm going to put my, my wig back, back away. Okay? So thank you so much for listening to me around that. But it was more than that. Um, above and beyond my Sport Compact E-Tune, it's actually two guys causing problems, E-Tune buddies, here's the deal. California, a state that we love so much, where I sit right here in Ontario, for those of you who are out of state, is actually quite magnificent because in certain times of the year, I'm an hour away from the desert, an hour away from the beach, an hour away from the snow. It's actually quite a magical area. But we do have a challenge. A lot of the greenhouse gases, 50% of them, um, do emanate from cars. So I've always had this weird guilt of building these crazy petrol cars that shoot flames and all this stuff, but I always had that weird guilt inside, and that's why I converted them all to like alcohol-burning vehicles, you know, ethanol-burning fuels is what I use, and just as my way to like say, okay, I want to have fun, but I, I don't want to feel as bad or as guilty. And then recently, I've had the opportunity to play around with EVs, and I was against it. I, was, I thought this was rubbish. I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought it was a tree huggers, but I noticed my OEM partners, um, American Honda, um, Hyundai, Ford, Chevrolet, Toyota, they were all really going towards that and cutting our budgets in the petrol arena and focusing more on CES and those futuristic EV self-propulsion technologies. And I told my VP that we, we Hedy Moto who's here, we had to do something about this. And yeah. I played on with it. Reluctantly, I built this car. And the first time I drove it, oh my goodness. Guys, you won't believe. You won't believe how my life changed. I couldn't believe. Because first, okay, guys, I'm an engineer. Okay, cool. I'm an engineer. But I'm an enthusiast first. So when I drove this, I went ballistic. It just went crazy. Stewards ask anyone to get a gearbox to work EV? Yes. Um, there's a Caterham building here, and uh, I got some components from my friends at GT Electric. They should be here soon, Electric GT. And we're mating that to a gearbox. So we're using this, this I would say it's like a, um, uh, it's a barrel-style motor, and it has an adapter plate that bolts on, uses a clutch, and you can shift and all that good stuff. So it's pretty cool. But I digress. 
I had the opportunity to build this and it's changed my mind. And all those things people kept saying to me, EVs have no soul, they feel like crap, it takes the soul out of cars, they're too quiet, it's all rubbish. This is so amazing. It has this, this spaceship light sound emanating. I have the sound pumping into the cabin with me. It has this cool, like, like wine, like a supercharger. It's awesome, it's quite, and if anything, I, I feel the road. I feel more connected to road. I don't have a petrol engine really dampening my, my experience. And dare I say, after driving this, I don't even drive my blue Porsche anymore. This thing is just so amazing. It's amazing. I'm doing some updates, of course. You see the bonnet is off and some other stuff. Anyway, a couple of days ago, Last week, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday last week, Governor, Governor Newsom here in California mandated that by 2023, no, 2035, all vehicles in California being sold here new need to be EV, no petrol. Now, I saw people getting mad and running away and saying all kinds of stuff, even some of my teammates here. But here's the thing, guys, all new cars, all new cars. Makahulu, the wind is not the sound. The motor actually is a sound. And I am Alanis. If I give a co-star, you don't hear anything. It's just going to be that quiet. You just want to see the lights come on and a slight hum of a water pump. Yes, I have a water pump in there to cool my inverter and batteries. Okay, so. The governor is not taking away gasoline cars. He's just mandating that manufacturers, which California is a big economy in terms of auto sales, if you want to sell in California by 2035, you can only sell EVs. It doesn't affect gasoline cars that are used. It doesn't affect gasoline cars that you could sell back and forth. It doesn't affect the used car market. You can still go out of state, bring a car in if you so desire. He's not taking away your petrol cars. He is just putting in a position where we can have clear air in California, great opportunity. What that does is it now allows opportunity for you to experience some madness like I do, to experience these great cars where you can upcycle old school classic cars, give them a new soul, a new life. Because I'm sorry guys, this thing is the fastest thing I've ever driven. The torque is ridiculous. The acceleration, you look down like, oh, 100, I got let off. Like, it would get me in so much trouble. And it's legal. 50 state legal in California. It's crazy. Does it apply to small volume manufacturers? That I do not know, Stuart. I don't know that at all, you know. And Hunter is saying it's a big step in the right direction. I agree. We, we need to treat our planet better. And in California, it's really bad. During, when COVID lockdown was on full tilt, the air here was so clear, so clean. I used to come in the morning as an as essential business. I was here by myself, my team was remote, and it was just so clean. And that was really good. It's good for us, good for, and then now with the fires and the smog, it's just out of control. And this is, a, this is a, a right step in the right direction. So guys, you can still have the opportunity to explore petrol engines. You can still get the sound and the smells you love. It's not going away, it's just that as a manufacturer, BMW, Toyota, Nissan, Porsche, if you're gonna sell cars in California, as, by 2035, you need to only sell new cars. How far off for some 911 EV kits? Any day now, so we're working on it religiously. We should have some very good stuff for you very soon. Huckleberry Finn. Now, speaking of EVs, charging systems are just amazing. And they're really, they're really safety devices because the charger's on board the cars, but you have these charger systems that can allow you to charge very quickly and efficiently using 220 volts, a level two charger, and they're pretty expensive. Until now! <laughs> what do I mean by that? So I have some, some friends I met recently, okay? Through a very good friend, Brandon, who's in Arizona, connected me with some wonderful people out in Florida area. And uh, Nicole's a great lady and she's done wonderful things and she's done something for all of you guys, which is fantastic. All of you guys, right? You can get a level two charger 
that can put out north of 30 amps, 30% off, 30% off the regular price. So for all of you guys on Amazon, which is something that I shop on, it's a disease for me. Amazon is just out of control. You can go on Amazon, and with the code BCMOTO30, B-I-S-I-M-O-T-O-30, let me see if I can pin that. See if I can pin that. You can get 30% off. There you go, pinned. So BC Motor 30, you can get 30% off on Amazon for a Blink Level 2 charger. And it's, it's beautiful. It's not those weird things you see that look like refrigerators. This is actually a beautiful, beautiful charger. And I'm going to post up a picture after this later on. And next week, I'm going to bring one and show you guys how it is. I have one in my house. It's absolutely amazing. I have a Blink right over there. It's an amazing device. And it's just... It augments my garage so nicely. And those charges are, you know, $400 range and all the good stuff. You can get 30% off, which is amazing. So, guys, please take advantage of it. Um, it's 30% off. The home chargers, all for the BC Motor family. You can do all that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> BK2 Minutes saying that Eddie Motors running Tech Tuesday remote. She is. It's so hot here. BK2 Minutes, you're in California. Look, at, it's crazy here. It's so hot. Look, I'm sweating so much. Look at that. Sweating so much. It's crazy. But guys, it's been, it's, been fan, it's been crazy. It's been crazy indeed. But Tom, even not saying CCS charging is where it's at, got a, a box already doing 200 amps charge. That's great. But you know what? That's not something, Tom, that we can do in our homes. I can't do CCS in our homes. And when that time comes, I guarantee you that Blink Charger will be at the forefront of that technology. But right now, level two, which I plug in when I get home, I go to sleep, a few hours, I'm good to go. It's, it's amazing, and it's, it's attractive. I hate those ugly, ugh. I've sent charges back, I swear. I've, I've purchased charges on, on, on Amazon and sent them back. Like, this is so disgustingly ugly. But this thing is so beautiful. It's, it's black and it's gorgeous, has nice curves to it. It's, it's a beautiful device, so it's great. J-Dog, good seeing you. It's nice and cool, says Moe. Absolutely correct. Thank you so much, Blink Charger. We love working with you as well. And you know what? Um, you guys are doing great things and helping really mold our future and giving us clean air to breathe and a lot of enjoyment. And I mean it with enjoyment. Guys, I know some of you may be all into the whole um, transportation. And me, I'm a performance EV enthusiast. I like performance. I'm all about, you know, power density. It's, that's my thing, you know? So that's good. Oh, my ringer saying, can you be my mentor? I'm a mechanical engineer. Oh, my ringer, send me an email to lab at bcmo.com. I'm curious to where you are, but um, I've had so many people here who've, who've you know, done, done great things for me in the United States, and I want to be able to give back, and this is my way of giving back as well. Velocity says, I want to get the Ionic, and I want a slight BC touch. <laughs> well, I have suspension here <laughs> for Ionic. I don't know if you're interested in getting the Ionic Blue or the Ionic Limited. I don't know if you want a hybrid or plug-in hybrid or full EV, but you can't go wrong. That car, in my opinion, is the most attractive hybrid, period. So you look at the competitors in that marketplace, what Toyota's created, it's kind of very spaceshipy. They kind of toned it down now recently, but honestly, the Ionic is a gorgeous car. It's beautiful. And what do I have? It has the full leather interior, sunroof. The Limited is very luxurious. It's my daily. I drove it today. It's pretty nice, you know? And then if you have a plug-in, of course, you can't do wrong with a Blink charger. Guys, take advantage of it. It's there. Please take advantage of it. It's absolutely fantastic. Tom, even I saying, next upgrades for your 935 EV. I have meetings after my interaction with all of you, and I'll tell you. Right now, I'm doing cosmetic stuff. So if you remember, it had a different livery, right? Because we did some filming with a major um, uh, fashion brand combined with a major uh, computer company. 
So we finished filming, now it's going back to its original um, livery with some nice changes and updates. From a technology perspective, um, I've already incorporated Chadmo in it, and I took the components out to get the powder coated so it looked very nice. And I'm gonna play around, I'll tell you this, with some batteries. So I wanna play around and get some batteries that um, are a little bit different. I just wanna play around with that space. So I have meetings to see later on today what batteries I'll end up going with, but in the next uh, few weeks, I should have some nice upgrades, which is pretty good, you know? Is it possible to turn an automatic 9999 Honda CRV or Honda? It has been done using it as a jumper, um, but the Honda application is set up as manual transmission. So with a jumper, it can be done, you know? Names of people who have a lot to learn not need, not been, have not been used, <laughs> says Marty. Um, they know who they are, Marty. They, they definitely do know. They know. Turbo Z6 or Y8? I like the Z6. And Black Hand Brandon, I'll tell you why. If you look at the oiling structure of the Z6, it oils from the center of the girdle, in the bottom of the block, outwards. So you get opposing ends of the engine getting appropriate amounts of fluid being oiled, hopefully pure. On the Y8, it oils from one side to the other, and what we end up seeing, even though the crankshafts are similar, because of the oiling structure in the Y8, we tend to see some oil starvation on one side of the block. So what I've seen that most people who are hardcore do is they'll use something like an A6 block, which has a metal iron girdle caps on the bottom with a Z6 head or Y8 head, or up for a full Z6 power plant. And that's what we do as well. Add me to your fireside chat if you'd like to debate, says DrowIMW. I don't know who that is, but if there's a fireside chat we'd like to debate, uh, sure, I don't know what that is. Anyway, but um, as I was mentioning earlier on, Drow, I don't know if you saw that earlier on, but um, I'm open to individuals, because I'm an open-minded engineer, and if there's a means that people have the opportunity to optimize ignition timing, optimize, optimize cam timing, and also have the opportunity to optimize crossover without the use of absorption unit, I am all ears. I really am. Um, I just don't see how that's possible, especially based on my experience. And I've had so many cars come here from eTunes with people who are very, uh, very comfortable with the platform. And those platforms, they come here, they don't do well. And when I get the eTuner on board to come and join us on the tuning session, they're able to do, like, do more, like optimize and get more power. It's, it's amazing, and, and kudos to them for being open-minded to do that. Because some of them were very difficult at first, but then they joined. And you know, it's just, I'm here to provide information based upon my experience. I'm here to try and be that person I needed when I was younger. Um, I'm really here to help. I needed help when I came to America, and no one would help me. Um, no, I don't mean acceleration-based data acquisition because there are too many variables there. Even a tire interface is a variable. How the person drives is a variable. Um, the terrain, whether they're going uphill or downhill is a variable. It's the ability to be able to see on a sport compact vehicle, three to four horsepower, um, using cam control as your advantage. It's using a map on a car that had a free-flowing exhaust, and now you have one with a pretty restrictive exhaust or catalyst, and the breathing is different, so you have to optimize the breathability of that engine using cam control. And it, it's just, if there are other ways of doing that, I am so open to that. I just don't like the misinformation that's being spread out there, you know? Um, or the people who are not open-minded. And better, better yet, the consumer, they don't know. I mean, I'm getting consumers right to me like, I had no idea. I thought that if you had a 10th gen, all you do is e-tune, and that's it, you're done. They didn't know there was some opportunity left on the table. And that's okay, because some people are happy with that. But others do kind of need that, you know? 
Um, three to four horsepower is an error in most cases. Yes, it depends on the unit. But when you have a very good device like that, because we work with OEMs, um, something a lot of people don't know, the 10th Gen Civic is a car that's really near and dear to my heart. And that's why it's so weird I hear that from those guys. Because we were involved with American Honda in the development of the car two years prior to launch. So, Hedimoto, you're here, and we were part of numerous technical um, um, closed, I would say, meetings and, and feedback units. And oh, I would say, what's the proper term for that? Um, when you have a session, like a, it's like a feedback control session where you sit down with a lot of people and you give feedback on, on the cars after you drive them and interact with them, and you take the engine apart and put back together. So we gave, in these sessions, we give a lot of feedback. So there's a lot of information um, that um, exists. There's a lot of information that exists, or I would say a lot of data and technology that exists in the 10th gen that came from this facility. So to hear that from those guys, it kind of scares me. And I'm like, what, like I said earlier, what's next? Are people going to say, um, what's next? Are they going to say that wastegates don't have a, 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 a point in turbocharger? Are they going to say that superchargers don't need belts? I said earlier, are they going to say that a blow valve can blow a motor? I mean, what's next? All these, a belt is required on, on an engine for supercharging. A wastegate, as the name implies, allows to waste exhaust gases so you don't have an opportunity where the engine runs away and you have a mishap. The blow valve, of course, whether it's recirculated, which was a big deal back in the day, by the way, big, big deal. Um, um, what is it? Then why aren't you a player in the 10 gen tuning world? Sir, I work with OEMs. I'm not a, I do tuning here um, because I enjoy it. I work with American Honda behind the scenes. There are things I can't even talk about that we've contributed to many manufacturers. And today, look what I'm playing with. I'm playing with EV setups. So um, for the 10 gen people, and if you're one of them, that's good. It's a great job, but you're welcome because a lot of what you're playing with came from here. And long story short, I do a lot of things, but I can't do everything. But the tuning stuff is just something I enjoy doing. It's not my bread and butter, per se. Hmm? But I'm also here to educate and share with people some of the advantages. And like I mentioned, you know, I lost my train of thought, but what's next? Um, do you want to say that we should still recirculate blow valves that it can hurt. I mean, I don't even know. I'm just, I don't, who, what's next? Anyway, um, you think you're the only one, uh, only one to do what, sir? I don't know if this guy's a troublemaker or who he is, <laughs> but um, I'm really being open-minded and trying to help out, you know? Um, they do not have blow valves, I wonder why. Actually, they do because it's, you know, oh, I'm here because of video advertising. Are you the person who was um, using Foga language? Hello, Chris. Are you the one who's using Voga language in my feed? Um, if you're the one, then shame on you, sir. Honestly, shame on you. Because what I shared was based upon, if you're the person, shame on you. I'm the person who said, who sees a lot, and said to you that you need an absorption device to be able to optimize ignition timing, cam timing, and also even something as simple as air fuel ratio. And I give examples of what that is. You know? So that being said, your response was not to debate me properly and say, hey, BC, here's the reason why you're incorrect. Your response was using vulgar language. And look at what you're writing, like a child, like, what is it, caps? And, hey, Chris, what does it mean when someone writes caps in small letters? What does that mean? I used to see that in, like, Facebook oh, years ago. SpongeBob thing. SpongeBob like a... thing. 
Oh, interesting. It's like sarcasm, kind of. Sarcasm. Oh, interesting. Um, he said, let's have a real debate. Okay, Dro, you have the floor. Tell me how you can, and this is fantastic, tell me how you can optimize cam timing without a dyno. Floor is yours. I'm waiting. Guys, we'll give a moment. BK, you're saying at him, if you see what this gentleman wrote to me on YouTube, I don't want him to even be on my feet visually. If you see what he wrote, it bordered on, I don't even want to call people out. I don't even, I just don't want to do that. Dro, I or Dro, I am W, I'm not going to add you. You can write here like you've been writing this whole time. I want to see for everyone to see what you're saying because you were extremely rude and disrespectful on YouTube. All I asked you was, help me understand what you meant by what I'm saying is not true or that I'm a clown or I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm, I'm spreading fake news. And then you start using really bad language towards me, bordering on, I mean, I don't even want to repeat what you were saying. Yeah, he made it all day. Anyway, so sir, best to you. Um, I would really appreciate, you know, it wasn't my goal to hurt your money, if that's how, you know, you generate resources. Um, you said that, why buy not a force in the 10th gen? Um, unfortunately for you, I helped the development of that platform. So what you're, what you're experiencing, what you're trying to play around with as a tuner, um, you're benefiting from my input in many sessions with American Honda. And above and beyond that, um, I'm here to educate clients. You know, as a builder, that if you, yourself as a tuner, if you went on a dyno, for cars are different, even if you're comfortable with 10 gen vehicles, so sad, huh? And I use a BMW as, a, as an experience or as an example. If you put a 10 gen on there and you optimized it, you'd make more power, you know? So that being said, guys, I really appreciate you, all your support. Um, Dro, I don't know what your deal is. Um, I wish you the best nonetheless, but um, I'm here to really educate people. And you probably know deep down inside that as a tuner, if you had experience tuning, that you can optimize ignition timing. You don't have to go to knock and back off a couple of degrees. You know you don't have to just guess about what ideal cam angles should exist for a setup. Um, even, I just give an example of BMW. Someone could have installed a, a bag system or some kind of electronic system in the car and it throws off the wideband setups in the car. So what you're reading is not actually actual wideband readings. It's good to go to a dyno to optimize with a, a wideband setup that's often calibrated. I'm just here to help. So that being said, I, I do wish you the best. And uh, maybe one day we'll meet at one of the shows, see him or something like that. We'll sit down. I don't even drink beer, but we're going to have a drink and kick back and just talk about it and everyone benefits. Net-net, we want the consumer to benefit. So there's millions of people out there who can still, who are just happy with a tuna, have no interest to go to a dyno or could care less or doesn't have the resources or access. And there are millions of people out there. But it's not right to tell people that 
an e-tune is a substitute for a proper dyno session. It's just not. Or that, what was it said, shared to me by, by yourself? That um, an e-tune is for new cars and only old cars use dynos. That, that doesn't make sense, you know. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. It's, it's so much. I have, I have a great team here. Um, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate all of you being here for me as well. And remember, be that person that you needed when you were younger. That's what I'm doing. I'm providing information. I didn't appreciate misinformation. I don't want that out there. When I came to America, people didn't want to help me. Very few people did. And I'm trying to be that person. And you can do the same thing. You never know where someone is in their life. And you can be able to help them and speak positively and put them on the right path. So by all means, guys, this will be up here on Instagram for forever, as long as Instagram allows it to. I'll upload it on YouTube as well for your input. Please share your feedback with me. Um, on all the podcast networks, Anchor, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, wow, what's the other one? What's the other proper one? Um, Spotify, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So just type in BC Moto, whether you're using a loo, working out, walking your dog, laying back, enjoying yourself, and that's the case. Eh? So next week, we should have another great one. Thank you so much for joining me on the 150th episode of the BC Moto Tech Tuesday. Once again, for all of my lovely fans here and people who are my family as well, Please take advantage of what Blink is providing us for level two EV charging. It's beautiful, it's powerful. And on Amazon, BC Moto 30, all caps, BC Moto 30. Even all the way in South Africa, guys, they can take care of you. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good day. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.